0: is good. How many people in here have tasted of the Lord's goodness in your life? I have more times than I can count. I don't have enough hands to put in the air to thank God for everything he's done for me. So if you need something from the Lord this morning, stretch those hands out towards heaven and watch God fill them with all his blessings.
1: so The Lord is good
0: Know, but that's our calling is to tell them that we would speak truth to them and that we would speak hope to them through the name of Jesus.
2: Oh, hell can't Dep- live
1: I speak the name of Jesus over oh, every heart and every mind, because know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus.
3: your name over darkness. Hallelujah. I speak your name for healing. I speak your name for deliverance. Oh, I speak your name for salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Everything, everything that you will ever need, everything that you desire, Everything that you want is in the name of Jesus. Everything is in that name. All power is in that name. All healing is in that name. All deliverance is in that name. Hallelujah. Whatever you need is in that name. Whatever you lack is in that name. Whatever you want is in that name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Man, thank the Lord. Come on, let's just thank him right now. Oh, we thank you, God for your presence in this place. We thank you, God, for this meeting with us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you're good. You've done so much for me. God, you've done so much for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to go before him in prayer this morning, as we always do. And as we go before the Lord this morning, let's, let's always pray for our pastor, brother and sister, Rosen always lift them up before the Lord daily. And uh, also let's pray for Brother and Sister Skelton and their ministry and their church and their family. And also let's pray for our missionaries, Brother and Sister Tear and and their ministry and their work and also all of our North American uh, missionaries as well as global missionaries. Let's keep them in our prayers and let's pray for our crusade. Let's continue to pray for our upcoming Jacksonville crusade and uh, pray that God will continue to move in that the situation in that area because we believe God and I'm agreeing with Pastor he, there's going to be a hundred souls amen hundred souls because the Bible says that when two people shall agree on anything it shall be done so we believe God for that and also uh, let's remember the Tumanella family uh, let's pray for them uh, Tumanella, most of you probably already know but she, she passed away a, a, a great friend, a good friend of Sister Rosen. So let's pray for the other family. Keep them in prayer. How many of you need something from the Lord today? Amen. And as you raise your hand, and I know that God is already beginning to meet your need. He's already here. And uh, we're not going to call you up to the front today, but we know that God is going to meet you just where you are today. Whatever need you have, God is, is already working on it. Let's go before him right now for these requests together. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful. We're so honored. Father, that we can come into Your presence, we're so privileged to be able to call on Your name, and to know You said in Your Word that whatever we ask in Your name, God, You say You would do it. And oh, God, what a promise! What what a great promise to know that whatever it is that we need and desire, that if we just ask in Your name, that You would do it. And God, as we ask You this morning, we pray for our pastors, brother and sister Rosen. God, we thank you for our pastors. We ask you to always bless them. Always keep them in the palm of your hand. Always watch over them day and night, God. Always keep them refreshed and revived and renewed. And Oh, God, protect them as they go out and as they come in. Oh, God, I I thank you for them. And, God, as I pray, I pray for the word of God. I pray for our missionaries. I pray for brother and sister Tyr and, God, the work in their ministry and the people that they're working with. And, God, I pray for the North American missionaries and the global missionaries and everyone that are working, God. And, oh, God, I ask you right now to to bless our upcoming crusade. God, you you know the harvest is is, is ripe. God is, is ripe and ready for the harvest. God, I pray that the anointing, will flow in this city. I pray that the fallen ground will be broken up. Oh, God, give us success. I God, give us success. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every need in this place. You saw every hand that went up. God, touch brother and sister Skelton this morning. Bless them in that ministry and that work. My God, have your way in this service. I thank you for what you already begin to do and what you have done already. And we give you glory and praise in the name of Jesus. Give him a hand and clap of Thanksgiving.
4: You may be seated. Good morning, church. Today is Mission Sunday, and I have been asked to speak on behalf of our mission team. Um, there are many scriptures in the Bible that speak about missionaries and the work that they are called to do. One of the scriptures is Matthew 28:19 through 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded thee. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. What does Mission Sunday mean to you? When I asked this question, I was told this is about some personal perspective of missions and what it means to me. A Christian missionary is someone who has been called by Jesus to share the gospel with all people in every tribe, tongue, and nation. Some of the missionaries that have been called leave their homes, families, and their home life, church. This is a sacrifice for missionaries in order to further the kingdom of God. When I heard of Malta, the country where brother and sister Parker are missionaries, and they are also missionaries with brother and sister Stevens, this caught my attention because the Stevens, they were my pastor in Wisconsin. And I know that they had left their church and their sons and daughter-in-laws And grandchildren because it was the calling that God had placed on their hearts to become missionaries in Malta. When I was asked to speak on mission Sunday I started looking at the country Malta to see what I could find. Paul the Apostle was shipwrecked on the island Malta on his way to Rome and he was unharmed by a venomous snake and healed many people from their sickness. He was on the island for three months. This is the, in the book of Acts 28. Malta is the 10th smallest country in the world. The population today is 516,000. Malta is a country in Europe. <laughs> the Stevens have a site, it's called the Stevens Global Missions. They are connected to 12 different nationalities of believers. And these believers call Malta their island home. Because of the 12 different nationalities, the Parkers and Stevens are reaching the people in Malta, but also other countries through their teaching and baptism in Jesus' name. Some of the nationalities are from China, the Philippines, India, Pakistan, Trinidad, and Colombia. There is a Bible school in Malta, and they call that Bible school The Rock. They are making leaders who will teach the people in Malta, but also will teach the people in their own country. The missionaries are very grateful for our giving and the support and are thankful for our prayers. Thank you. (laughs)
5: Praise the, praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. praise the Lord. Oh, make a joyful note, all you saints. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Yeah. Is anyone excited about being in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning? Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. I to bring you greetings on behalf of our pastors, Rick and Alexa Olson. Thank you so much, all of our guests in the place. Can we give all of our guests And new friends, a round of applause. Thank you so much for being here. We honor you for being here, and uh, we'd ask that you don't be in a rush. Today, we would like to get an opportunity to meet and greet you immediately after service um, in our guest reception uh, in the vestibule. So please uh, hang around and give us an opportunity to to get to know you a little better. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're so glad that we have Brother and Sister Skelton uh, here with us uh, from Columbia, Tennessee. And uh, they will be ministering uh, with us here this, uh, this morning. I believe a special song too, right? <laughs> now, if you missed the Christmas banquet, man, we had a great time. Thank you so much for your, your ministry. Looking forward to hearing uh, you a little, a little later on uh, this morning. I do have a, new, a few announcements to make. As you'll notice, uh, the Christmas for Christ uh, envelopes are already placed. How many of you already have taken a, an envelope towards Christmas for Christ? Christmas for Christ is our annual offering received during the Christmas season that supports church planters in North America. Um, So that offering uh, due date is December the 18th, if I'm not mistaken. So during the offering, if you'd like to come up um, and grab uh, an envelope um, or after service, however you feel so inclined, please feel free to be a part of that. Amen. Amen. I want to also make mention to uh, prayer uh, here in the FOC building, uh, 7 p.m. on uh, Tuesday night keeping in mind our Systems and Strategies uh, Conference as well as the Jacksonville Outpouring Crusade. How many of you are excited about the upcoming crusade? I'm also agreeing with Pastor that we're looking for a hundred soul revival during this crusade. Are you behind it? I got one person. Are you behind what God is going to do in our church and in this community? praise the lord so that is quickly approaching uh to be in prayer continue to be in prayer for that and i want to also make mention as we look a little deeper into the week uh that next sunday in our p.m service our choir will be having our christmas cantata so if you're looking for an opportunity to invite your friends and loved ones and co-workers sunday night will be a great well any time's a great time but coming out and hearing our choir uh sing next sunday will be another opportunity to get some folks here on campus amen Praise the Lord. His brother Godoy makes his way, we do have a special presentation. Canones, what'd I say? That's what I meant. That's come on up. Can we give him a round of applause? Come on up, buddy.
6: (laughs) No, we good. I um right from the back, I'm nervous. Um uh praise the Lord church. <laughs> All right. This me and Anthony we're pretty much the same. <laughs> we started talking, we're like, <clears throat> you know, clean our throat. But I, I wanna give thanks. <clears throat> uh I, I wanna introduce myself first. My my name is Steven for those that don't know for those that don't know me yet. Uh me and my family we in when In this church in 2017. You guys good? Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I'm breaking the ice right here. (laughs) So um, Boston. (laughs) I was given the privilege to honor our pastor on his birthday today. Right? So let's give him a round of applause, please. Thank you. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Pastor, we honor you, Pastor. All right. I'm nervous. Please. <laughs> so, it's uh, um, so many things I would like to say about our pastor, you know. But we'll be here all day, and brother's like, come on, hurry up. I got my lines up. Don't <laughs> worry, brother. So uh, um, I take this on notes. And uh, pastors means a lot to me. Uh, I'm pretty sure it means a lot to your life. he has been in our life on good times, bad times. he has been the person you look forward to for an advice. When, when I see you, pastor, I see a dad. I see a person that will guide my family to the right way, yes. because sometimes we look for advice to the wrong person, yes. and their way is not our pastor or our God way. Yes. so when I see you pastor i i I, run, I write pastor on my notes right for p is for the preacher God calls you to be a is for the Anointing gifted to you, to minister with His leading. S is for a shepherd appointed to lead God's flock. T is for the teacher that you are in our life. O is for obedience, for your hard submissions to Him. And R is for righteousness, by which you lead and leave the blessed. So in 2017, we came. My family and I we came to this church. And if I could, if you could imagine a, a bird, uh, a bird with a broken wing, that's how we came over here. My family and I we came from another church, but we came over here with a broken wing. And uh, pastor, he led us in our life. My family is growing. So I got a big family. You know? <laughs> Amen. I got a big family. And the way that I see pastors is like a big umbrella over our house. You know? And like I said, my family's growing. Uh the uh your vision to our Spanish members is amazing, yeah. sister. And uh I'm sorry we're giving you my back. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the welcoming that... We receive from this church when we walk in in 2017 was amazing. And to this moment, to this time, it's still like I walk into that door and the welcoming is is the same. You know, it's it's not a um, a fake welcoming. I'm pretty sure like many of you come to this church looking for that person. Looking for God. And a person is going to talk to the word of God the right way. And I appreciate that, Pastor. I see you as a dad. Uh, You give uh, wise um, counsel to my son. I'm sorry. Running out of English. I need to make it quick. (laughs) (laughs) So you you give wisdom to uh, counsel to my family, to my kids. You marry my two oldest daughter. What what, what else can a dad who ask? But... uh, in behalf of all, all the church, and I think I, um, I spoke for everybody. We wish you on your birthday blessings, health, and keep leading us, you know? Yeah. So in there. Yeah, I'm sorry. One more thing. See, so we all standing up. Don't sit down, please. One, one second. Small one. Can we all sing happy birthday to Pastor? <laughs> right? All right. Oh happy birthday to you. Every day of the year. Oh happy birthday to you. Oh, A happy,
2: oh, happy, oh, happy, oh, happy birthday to you. And the best to you ever. Had. Had.
7: Amen. You may be seated. Uh, Thank you for all these cards. Thank you for all these cards. You know, I was thinking as Brother Kionis was speaking to us here today, how wonderful it is when God places another important piece in our church you know how I feel about this. If you've been around here any length of time, you know how I feel about how God has picked people out and has placed them here. Amen. Because God has a purpose. Amen. And so that's just another example of, uh, uh, what God has done. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we think we've made choices, but it's not really us. It's the Lord that makes choices, and and we, if we were are uh, smart, we will follow those choices. Thank you for these cards. Uh, uh, cannot believe it. I this keeps coming around this birthday stuff, and uh, but uh, I'm just thankful. I thank this church and everything uh, that uh, you have done for us, and we appreciate it. Amen.
5: Amen. We love pastor around here. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And you know, I was thinking with uh, Brother Canones. Yes, not Brother Godoy, Brother Quinonez. <laughs> I know I saw you. I shocked you when I called your name, right? So <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of things to not be thankful for. They, they got here and he's losing daughters like it's going out of style. But if you look at it the right way, being blessed to have. You know, your daughter's married off to good, too, fine young man here in the church. It's a blessing to be here. Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. We'll go ahead and take uh, <laughs> take up this night's uh, this morning's uh, offering. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. You know, giving unto the Lord is is so much more than a monetary thing. Or reminded in Deuteronomy 16 and 17, it says, Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessings of the Lord your God, which he has given you. So as we give, it's more of a reflection of not only just a reflection of his goodness, but it's really a based on our honesty and it's our obedience that blesses God. So this is our opportunity to give back a portion of what God has blessed us with. Amen. Amen. Let's go for the Lord in prayer, shall we? Lord, on this tremendous day of celebration, we thank you this morning for all you've done for us. We continue to pray for your continued blessings today as we come to offer our tithes and our offerings. We ask that you continue to demonstrate your goodness in our life. Lord, cause the windows of heaven to open and to pour out showers of blessings as you promised. Continue to bless our jobs and businesses with growth and prosperity so that we may continue to earn the finances to support not only our families, but to continue to bless your kingdom's work. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together one more time for all God has done for us. God bless.
7: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Uh, I want uh, my wife, Sister Olson, to uh, say a little something here. Uh, she was behind the genius behind uh, uh, inviting the skeletons here for our banquet and, and preaching here this morning. And I just want her to say a little something, Amen, uh, about all of that. Amen.
8: floor, I'm going to follow the leading of the Lord, yes. so um, I want Sister Annika, it's still early, so we're not going to be too late, we'll come sing on a up, song. we're going to sing a song that's uh, using not the corral, so I might need a few of our choir members, Amen. find it for me, but since you gave me the floor, I want to say something about you. I married that handsome man a long time ago. And at the bank, while people are coming, we need a few that are going to sing in Spanish, whether you know Spanish or not. You learned on this song. Um, But the reason I chose this song is because sometimes in pastor's family, we've been through a lot of things. We've started three churches. One in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and uh, here, and we were pastor in Houston, but we did the youth pastor, the assistant pastor, then the pastor uh, in Lansing, Michigan, but I want to say sometimes when you're in the ministry, um, it, a lot of times it's following people's journey in life. Whether they're up, they're down, they're all around, whatever, uh, you know, that goes on in their life affects the pastor's family. And one thing that I will say about him, he's always been strong to make sure that his family has the attention and has the time away because whether you have a problem or not, somebody else does. And you don't think about that. You're home, just have nothing to do. But we could have a whole week of all kind of things going on. And one of the things that I've admired about him, in fact, I had to get used to because my dad was a district superintendent. Not only was he a pastor of a church, he worked a full-time job, and he was district superintendent in Michigan. So us girls live six miles from the campground. And uh, we were always on call. And if we had evangelists, we moved to the basement. And my mom finally put a, in the Michigan basement, it's cold. We tried to sleep as close to the furnace as we could. Um, she finally put a bathroom down there. <clears throat> but a lot of times you don't think of it because you look up and you see a pastor's family and you think, wow. They've got it made. Um, people serve them, but that's not the truth. The pastor's family serves people. And they're always behind the scenes making sure somebody is taken care of emotionally, spiritually, and a lot of times even a lot of the physical things. And he's worked very hard. I know I've, he, he sang a love song to me at the banquet and he's a romantic and I appreciate that uh because the the ministry can take a toll on ministry families because there's never space but I want to say this morning that this guy has seemed to be able to juggle all of that and uh Sometimes I do tell him, I said, I don't feel like I have space. I can't, you know. Uh, and I got I two teenagers, so, you know, they're not going to keep picking up and keeping your house clean. Uh, so the older you get, it's just like you can't forget it because if you do, then it's all up. But I just want to say how much he helps me and keeps things at an even keel. And I'm the more emotional outburst, you know, I'm going to go take care of that. And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, he, I said, you're never on my side. (laughs) He always takes the other side. But I just want to say how much I appreciate him. (laughs) We were very young when we got married and I've taken him on a journey of his life, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we've been through a lot of adventures. And uh, but I thank God for his health and strength, and and how God has kept him. And I love and admire him. I do. I'm only going to have the best right there. Let's stand. We're going to sing. Because sometimes a pastor's family don't always believe because of the things that happen in a church. A lot of times they get the feeling that it's against their parents or they get disillusioned or they don't believe. It's too much stress. But I feel like that he has handled a lot of things very well with our family and that's why that a lot of us are still believing because the way that he's handled it. So let's sing this song before he turns it over to the evangelist. Your name To give an answer for the hope that's in our lives, and uh, this morning, my husband's asked me to introduce Brother Skeleton. I'm telling you, your name is so close to skeleton that I bet you get that mistake all the time. <laughs> um, him and his wife were so glad she's joined us too. What a privilege to have them, and I know it's got them away from their own church, but. Um, One of my best friends, Sister Cheryl Beckton, that's up in his neck of woods, had really praised him and gave him uh, high marks. And she said, you will just enjoy having them. So they came with a big recommendation. And uh, he's done many routines for corporate world, men's conferences, I doubt ladies' conferences yet. (laughs) It might be coming. Who knows? (laughs) But we sure enjoyed him at the banquet, didn't we? He's a church planner. And uh, we pray that God bless. We were a church planner a few times ourselves. And the reason we're growing, because anything happens to him, I become the pastor. So they're going to. Pray for him. (laughs) We're not going to do that, start that again, but we are so thankful for the church planners because we have a beautiful church here, don't we? Thanking God that He did call somebody to come here. And uh, I just want to say, come, Brother Skelton, and preach the word of the Lord. He is a pastor. And so, even if he's funny, he still is a pastor. He's just trying to make it a little more palatable for the people to accept the Lord. Come on, Brother Skelton.
9: Praise the Lord. I tell you what, as we transition, let's just give the Lord just a hand clap of praise because he is in this house. Glorious. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I tell you what, wonderful folks, y'all can go ahead and be seated. Just want to say before we dive into the ministry of the word, my family has been blessed uh, to travel around our organization the last few years and uh, get to be with some amazing congregations and leadership. But I want to say that here in Jacksonville, you guys have something very special happening in this church. Give yourself a hand. You guys are awesome. Hey, come on now. just about want to head back to Tennessee and get the kids and come on back, you know, so, but, uh, this, this been blessed, you know, one of the prayers we pray often is that God will do something that only he can get credit. And I realize by having the honor to minister to you all today, it's nothing on my part. Uh, that's God has opened this door and also very thankful for the recommendation from sister back just to encourage you guys to bring us here because we've truly been blessed hanging out with y'all this weekend and ministering in comedy on Friday night and in the word here in the next few moments. I give honor to uh, your pastors. I tell you, yeah, you guys are blessed. Amen. (laughs) Man, there's just some people when you're around them, it just makes you want to be better and do more and just encouraged and uh, I tell you, just the conversations having with the Olsons has has blessed us tremendously and just thankful for God connecting us and connecting us with the leadership and just the wonderful folks in this church. I tell you what, I, you, you can learn from others if you're just willing to, to let them know your downfalls. And I was talking with, with Brother <laughs> Tim Cole uh, just last night, and I told him, I said, this rental car is about to drive me up the wall. Every time I come up to a red light, it shuts off. Yeah. Oh, I was fighting mad yesterday, man, and he's like, brother, is there a little button that kind of has like an Avengers A you know, symbol down I said, yeah. He said, you need to push that when you get in the car, because it's going to shut off. It's designed that way, so I came to church with good spirits today, not ready to fight everybody at the Jeep dealership, but... So, but you can learn from one another, but you guys are blessed with amazing leadership and this amazing church family. And I want to say, if you are a guest here or you've been here a time or two, uh, get to know the folks around here and and get become part of this church, because uh, they, they have made us feel like family, and we've only been here for a couple days, and you will be blessed to become part of the Church of Pentecost here in Jacksonville. God, God showed you favor by, by showing you how to get here, so definitely uh, know that you're blessed, and I give honor to my wife as well. So thankful uh, that you guys allowed us to travel together. Amen. You know, God has uh, allowed us to be part of, of a creative journey, kind out of out-of-the-box ministry, and uh, very thankful for her. She is my best friend, and thankful that we get to do life together, do ministry together. Uh, you know, amazing mother, amazing first lady to our home church there in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, uh, New Mercy United Pentecostal Church. So, praise God. I tell you what, I want to dive into uh, this one verse to, to kind of launch this thing. And then we're going to t- tell you where we hope to see this go today and what we feel in the Spirit. So Matthew 16 and verse 24. If you stand for the reading of the word, uh, we'll read this verse. And then we'll pray over where God wants to direct it from here. It said, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So the, the title that we're giving this today is something to, to hang on to is this concept of going all in. I want us to pray right now. God, we're so thankful. Lord, your spirit is moving across this place right now. You've already been speaking and talking to folks, directing our hearts. Uh, We're thankful, Lord, that you have shown up here and you've allowed us to be aware of your presence that is in this place. I ask right now, uh, God, for your anointing to rest on me. I want to say the words you desire in this place, no more, no less. And, God, I pray let our hearts be ready to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. So here's what I feel, and um, part of what we'll do here today is going to share our story in church planning, and when I'm done, I'm going to step out of the way, and we're going to open up the altars with this um, challenge issue to you, that whoever wants to take that next step, this altar is going to be for you. Now, we all have a different next step, no matter how long we walk with God, Uh, so for some folks, it's going to be taking that next step to... Launch into what God's already been dealing with you about. And you know what God's been prompting you to do, but there's just been some fear and some hesitation. Uh, today is that day to say, all right, God, I'm ready to go all in. Now, maybe for some folks coming to the altar today, will be, God, I need some direction. Lord, I, I want to surrender all to you. I just don't know which direction to go. And I believe God is going to give some clarity today. But also, too, maybe that next step for you is, is surrendering your life to God for the first time maybe go into the waters of baptism, that is going to be all made available to you. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share this, uh, our story in a hopes to kind of encourage you. Me and my wife, we are, we are blessed to be church planners and uh, we're both first generation in ministry. And I share that, you know, uh, by trade. I, was, I received a teaching degree. My wife was a nurse, uh, received a nursing degree. So uh, I say those things because I know how it can be. That when God starts kind of prompting you to do something, well, you're like, well, Lord, I'm not qualified. I don't, I don't come from three generations of preachers, or I wasn't formally trained uh, at, at a Bible college, and if someone had those opportunities, that's awesome. God's blessed you in that, but I also want to say, if you haven't, God's still God, and he can use you with whatever has happened in your life up to this point, so I want to encourage you with, with our story today and some things from uh, the scriptures, see God started dealing with my heart um, when I was about 17 years old about planting a church in a little rural area called Mount Pleasant. And I would drive through there going back and forth to college and there was not an apostolic church of any type. There was no apostolic presence uh, within that city. So uh, when I was 22, moved back home to Waynesboro. I'm not even going to ask if any of you have been there because I know you haven't. And uh And if you, but if you get the opportunity, don't take it, you know, you'll be fine. You won't, you won't miss anything, but, but now, so I moved back home and I'm attending the church where I grew up in called the revival center and the pastor, he was, he had been there for a couple of years but having to commute a couple of hours, so he resigned to reopen a church closer to uh, his home. And then the next thing I knew at 23 years old, I was pastoring the church I grew up in. And I'm very thankful for the opportunity that was given to me at such a young age. I always said that is the only people that could have loved me enough when I was uh, so new to ministry and worked with me, but that burden to plant a church never left. And that's the thing about when God starts dealing with you about something, you know, he's not going to back off. We can, we can try to turn an ear to it, you know, deaf ear to it or, or, or try to avoid it, but he's going to keep pushing us. And then once you, once you accept it and roll with what God is telling you to do, you'll be glad you did. You'll wonder why you waited so long. But uh, so when Sister Skelton and I started dating, I took her to Mount Pleasant, this rural area that had a McDonald's subway and a post office. I mean, that's a romantic place to take a person when you just started dating. And I was showing her the city and saying, there needs to be a church here. And, um, and, and so I say, things progressed on. We got married. We pastored the church there together in Waynesboro. Uh, but then it was in October 2011, I had preached a message there at the Revival Center and went to the office and just broken, began crying. And didn't tell Sister Skelton what was going on, but she just walked in there and she said, it's time to play in church, isn't it? And I want to tell you this, folks. God's audible voice, a lot of times, is going to sound like our spouse. You know, he he will confirm some things through them, whether you like it or not, but, you know, it, it, it happens. And I'd say in 52 years, you've had a few confirmations and... A, uh, along the way. so and, and that's what it was. God was dealing with me. It was time to step out of the comfort zone of the church I grew up in and just the, the things that was available there because there was a need to plant a church. So it was actually June of 2013 before we launched the church. And I want to recommend a book uh, to, to check out. It's called The Circle Maker, if any of y'all have read it. Uh, there's some powerful concepts in there, but part of the book talked about praying bold prayers. You know, not just general prayers, but very specific prayers so that way there is no doubt that God is answered. And so we begin praying that God would help me find a a teaching job there in Murray County. That God would help us sell our house in 30 days. You know, as you begin to pray and get very specific with it, that faith begins to build and you just start getting crazy with it. You know, this bring up things that when you look back on it, you're like, man, I don't I don't know if I was just excited or if that was the Holy Ghost prompted me to say those things, but so we prayed for God to help us sell our house in 30 days. Now, you got to understand, Waynesboro has always been in a recession, okay? So it is not a hard, uh, or a very hot housing market by any stretch of the imagination, but we believe God would help us sell it in 30 days. And then we said, why not? Let's go ahead and make it even more detailed and ask God to help us find a home that had 1,700 square feet on an acre of land for $100,000. Both prayers honor God. And it's very obvious once God has answered. So May 2013, the church we were going to partner with at that time in launching this church told us it wasn't going to be able to work out after all. So my wife is like, what do we do? Well, the only logical thing to do when you've lost your financial backing is go sign a lease. Now, right now, you're like, are you giving a TED Talk on what to not do? Uh, But... Yeah, so we went and and signed a lease. We found a place that had 1,600 square feet, a storefront, had sanctuary space for 60 folks, a back room that serves multiple purposes, and even had a nursery connected with the little window so you could see the sanctuary, which the the fun thing about that is, you know, we got to be careful with the conversations we have because they can be presented as prayer requests. And me and my wife had made multiple conversations or had multiple conversations when raising children about just... You know, when we started a church, we wanted to make sure there was something such as available because we knew what it was like to take turns, one go take care of the child, the other one sit in service. And so God presented this building to us that that need was met. And here's the the, the God thing about it. They only wanted $500 a month. And and even to this day, $550. So, you know, we had to stretch our, our faith just an extra $50 here 10 years later. But we signed that lease. And this is how God works. You take that, that, that step of faith, he begins to unfold things. And I'm going to encourage you with this today. Some of y'all are, are at that point, you need to take that step of faith. Well, let me tell you what God started doing. So you take that step of faith. We sign the lease. And then sure enough, a school that I'd applied for several months prior calls me up. And the neat thing about that was, if you are in the education world, a lot of times you need to know somebody to get your foot in the door. Well, the one guy I knew called me up and he said, hey, man, it's hard to say I took another job. I said, that's the most selfish thing you could have ever done. You know, you were supposed to help me get a job, and now here you're running off to another school. And So I would wrote the place off. But within that week of signing that lease, God opened the door, offered that job. And so um, the next step then, I'm out mowing the yard. And God's like, it's time to sell the house. Of course, you know, we have conversations with God like, oh, God, you know, I know we need to, but we built this house. This is our first house. You know, you've, sometimes you got to let go of some sentimental things to move on with what God's calling you to do, all right? And so I stopped the mower. I took a picture. I posted it on Facebook. I said, this is the size of our house. This is how much land it has. This is what we want for it. Six days later, we got an offer in Waynesboro, okay? And... Here's the thing about it. God already had the person lined up because they had all the paperwork in order. So on the 28th day, we were signing things off. The house was closed, or we closed on on the sale of the home, and there's the next part that God did. So when we met with them to give them the keys, they did give us 30 days to get moved out. An offer was accepted on a house that had 1740 square feet on 1.01 acres for $100,000. That's what God will do. I'm telling you, folks. Yeah, give God some praise. On that, you know, one of my friends, I shared that testimony with me, and he looked at me and said, well, why didn't you ask for 90? I was like, I don't know. If I knew it would have worked out, I would have asked for 90. So we had that first service, June of 2013. Started with myself, my wife, our two-year-old Naomi, and my parents, and uh, we moved into a church that, or we moved into a building that had been a Cash Express, and it's kind of funny, one day I'm there before service and someone pulled up and they said, do you guys take checks on Sunday? I was like, we take checks, we take cash, we take card. And he's like, you're not Cash Express anymore. I said, no, we're a church now. And it's it's amazing how God took a place that, you know, probably known for more from receiving from people than giving and turned it into a place of generosity. And we, we have been blessed to say just to give God glory and honor in this uh, that our church, trying to be mission-minded, kingdom-minded, uh, we've been able to give away somewhere between thirty and $40,000 over the last, you know, several years since our beginning. But God has always been faithful. You can't outgive Him. Come on. Amen. <laughs> we got several stories, and I'm going to share this with you, because sometimes that's the hesitation when it comes to taking that next step. Like, God, how's this thing going to get financed? And, uh, you know, how's things going to come together? So, and say, we've been faithful, try to be faithful as best as we can, and so into the kingdom of God, and just some neat stories that's happened. We were looking at a baptistry. A church was allowing us to do baptisms at their church, so I looked at at a a trough, horse trough, there at the co-op. It was several hundred dollars, and I was like, man, I, I really want to get that, but I just don't feel comfortable making that purchase yet, and then a friend called me up. He said, man, I noticed you guys have been baptizing people at another church. Do you need a baptism tank? I said, yeah, we do. I said, I've looked at one this week, but it's few hundred dollars. And he said, have him send me a bill. I'm like, come on now. We can do that, brother. (laughs) Praise God. So I want to tell you these stories to encourage you that that God meets the need for us. It was some financial things for whatever it is. God will step in and meet whatever that need is for you as you go all in with him. You know, another thing that we had was uh, we wanted to get the easy worship program. And so that way we could project the lyrics, because, hey, when you're we're starting a church, you have folks that's never walked in a church door, so they didn't know the songs. And so we wanted to project the lyrics. And uh, so I started looking at the program. Sure enough, I think it was like $500. I get excited every time something costs about $500, because that's when somebody calls, okay? In fact, if y'all could post my phone number, right? But a friend of mine calls me up that I went to high school with, hadn't spoke to in a while. He said, hey uh, I've got this program here. Well, let let me tell you first, I was about to buy it. I was about to buy it. And then God just told me, wait. I was like, all right, Lord, you know, we need it, but I'll do what you say. So the next morning, my friend calls me up. Hey, I've got this program here called easy worship. You ever heard of it? I was like, yeah, I was about to buy it last night. And he said, well, he said, my cousin had bought the program, thought he was going to get into traveling and doing worship uh, ministry, but he doesn't need it after all. So I just figured I could give it to somebody you guys want. it? I was like, Absolutely. Hey, when you're church plant world, $500 is the equivalent of $5,000. I mean, it's like, come on, King Jesus. So I want to share one more with you. And so we would been in a church for about a year and a half, and we had a banner. That's what we had. We still had Cash Express up top because, you know, anybody looking for them might need some Jesus too. So we, we had the banner. You know, like God wants the broken to come, right? So... Uh, like, man, that, that guy goes to that Cash Express every Sunday. But anyway, so, so we had the banner there in the window, started looking at signs, sure enough, $500. And they're all like, does everything cost $500 in Tennessee? Just about. So, you know, looked it up, and I was like, man, we need the sign. We need the overhead sign so people will know, recognize, not be confused, but man, that $500, so I just waited. Sure enough, friend calls me up. Hey, man, I noticed you guys, uh, you don't have a sign above the door. Uh, you want to get one? I was like, absolutely. I said, but it costs $500. And he said those powerful words send me a bill. I was like, we can do that. I still got your address saved from the last time. <laughs> but, you know, God owns the cattle of a thousand hills, and sometimes he'll sell a few cows to pay the bills for us. So, so praise God. So, yeah, let's say amazing things happening, God's provision uh, taking place. A year of transition began to happen in 20. 20- 18, uh, we decided to sell the home uh, that we had purchased uh, to move to the area. And uh, what we didn't know was in May of 2018, my wife and I would both lose the jobs that we had. So it only makes sense to be homeless. And so we carried on through. We felt like God was wanting us to sell the house. And, uh, the, the thing before we had bought the house in 2013, we'd also bought the church van from the church in Waynesboro. And, uh, and one day we had a knock on the door. It was a lady who lived across the street, and she told me that she had uh, first got the Holy Ghost at Church in West Tennessee. And it had been several years, though, since she had attended a church, but uh, she was just wanting the information about our church because she was interested in getting back into a Pentecostal church. So I gave her that information. And then we, that was in 2014. So we fast-forward to 2018, and we decided it's time to sell the house. We still had the church van. We never picked up a single person in that van. Every time we tried to turn it on, something would break. So uh, we had the van there. We, we knew we'd be needing to get rid of it. Well, then it was one Saturday, got a knock on the door. Is that lady. Hadn't seen her in four years. She's like, hey, I noticed the van's still out here. Do you still have the church? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I'll be there tomorrow. And she is one of our most faithful members to this day, all because there was a broke-down church van <laughs> sitting in a yard. So then the next task was, was like, well, we're going to have to pay somebody to get this thing hauled off. And it was Tuesday. Get a knock on the door. You know, salespeople get me a lot of times because when that door starts getting knocked on, I'm like, this is somebody about to bless us. And then sometimes it's like, oh, you're here to sell a vacuum. But um, so, you know, get a knock on the door, answer the door. So the gentleman, he's like, hey, what do you want for that church van? This is just days. This thing's been sitting there for a few years. Days after a lady reconnected with the church because of this broke down van. And I said, I told him, I said, that van does not work. He said, well, what do you want? Now, I was planning on paying a couple hundred dollars for somebody to haul it off. So I did the Christian thing. I said, well, you willing to pay? (laughs) He said, $200 and I'll haul it off for you. And sure enough, he came back that night. The van had served its purpose. Sister Ellen's in church to this day uh, because that van was there to say, there is an apostolic church in our city. Now, this is one thing I do want to, you know, before everybody just jumps up and says, i want to go start a church, let me do tell you that there are some trials and some bumps in the road occasionally. The Olsons can definitely attest to this. So, So every now and then something happens that catches you by surprise. Of course, you need those mile markers to look back on. You need those things to look back and say, okay, I know God called me here. I know God called me to do this. Yes, we've hit some turbulence, but God's going to bring us through it because if he's got us to this point, it's it's not going to end now. So 2019 happens. And uh, I won't go into a lot of detail, but just uh, what we experienced was there are some families from our church. These were folks that we had won to the Lord, uh, had baptized them, prayed with them, received the Holy Ghost, performed their weddings, there, when their children were born, we had some years and some investment in these families. But they decided uh, it was time for us to go. It's never a positive, usually. Uh, I'll say usually. I'll give a little exception. If someone asked to see the bylaws, because church members don't ask to see bylaws, some of you are like, What are bylaws? Okay, so, you know, they asked to see the bylaws, and the first thing they said when they looked at them, they said, you can't get voted out. I said, nobody voted me in. And so the next six months was quite a ride and we did all we could, uh, I say to be patient and loving and non-confrontational as every attempt was made to discredit and uh, us and try to seize control uh, of the church. And, uh, we was doing this in hopes, I say, just being patient, loving in, in hopes of maybe saving one, one of families, you know, somebody hopefully would be able to to come through the storm with us and it is difficult it is difficult preaching to people who are attacking you in every opportunity they get but you know what jesus did the same too so i think i want to try to follow his model as best as possible and so we just kept on preaching kept on trying to love these folks and and i'm not just saying this as an assumption one of them did tell me uh let me know he said yeah kind of the plan was um, to vote you out, and then we realized we couldn't vote you out, so we thought maybe if we got on the board, we'd take away your salary and you'd just leave. I was like, for three years, I didn't get paid anything, so I'm not worried about sal- Like, I have a salary? Like, where, where is that thing at? So but so they, they let us know that was the plans, and just to kind of land this thought with you, though, so uh, our, our superintendent actually got involved uh, with this whole scenario and it came down to these families said uh, they gave the ultimatum. He's like, "We will stay if you will stop preaching holiness." Okay, so some of y'all, y'all y'all know what we're feeling here, and in a loving way, I told them I said, "That is not negotiable." And so they left. When you stand for God's word, God is faithful. And uh, let's say our church was back to the point, myself, my wife, at this time two kids, my parents and Sister Ellen. I'm going to put that story on hold for a moment. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, let's put it on hold. I'm going to come back to some scriptural things for you. Luke 18, 18 through 23 says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. And verse 20, Thou knowest the commandments? Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal. Do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these things have I kept from my youth up. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said, Well, yet lackest thou one thing. Most of us are just one step of of obedience away from unlocking what God wants to do in our life. It says, sell all thou hast, distribute unto the poor. Thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. The young man, when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was rich. Now we see in this story, this, this is a good guy. He'd been following the commandments, but he lacked this one thing. Just this one thing. In fact, he, he probably found his identity and his wealth and his position because we don't know his name. It just refers to the rich young ruler. And we can look at this story and kind of focus on what was asked of him. Oh, man, God asked a, a lot from him. You know, Jesus asked a lot from him to sell everything. You know, what would we do if God told us to sell everything? I was very encouraged in talking to. Uh, Pastor Olson and just, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, why Jacksonville? And there was no connection between as far as just a a connection. It was just God called. And everybody here is thankful y'all answered. But instead of focusing on what was asked of this young man, have we ever stopped to think about what this young man missed out on? Do we ever wonder what would have been recorded about him in the scriptures had he decided to go all in? Do we ever wonder how many days he sat in his house, regret his decision? He was surrounded by the things he chose over following Christ. So he was presented that opportunity to go all in, just like Christ is calling us today to go all in. Luke 18, 28 through 30, you can always count on Peter speaking up. He says, then Peter said, lo, we have left all and followed thee. He said, and verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, parents, brethren, wife, children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and the world to come life everlasting. I've been challenged by a story I'd read in a book, actually the book was called All In. Is about A.W. Milne. I want to share it with you. He was what you called a one way missionary. And he went to the South Pacific, and, and what a one way missionary did, they packed a coffin to represent their death to this current life because they would go to the difficult places. And the headhunters in the South Pacific had killed every missionary before Milne. I imagine at some point there probably was not a lot of applications coming in for the South Pacific. But you know what? God called him, and he called his families. And and A.W. Milne ended up serving there for 35 years. And the people, they buried him in the middle of the village. And here's the part that, that challenges me, and I hope to share with you, and it challenges you today to whatever God is calling you to do. On his tomb, they inscribed, When he came, there was no light, but when he left, there was no darkness. That is what God is calling you to right now. He's calling you to some place where there may be no light right now, but when you step in and go all in with God, there'll be no darkness. So for the rest of our story, I'm being mindful of our time here, but I I don't want to leave you hanging with what was happening in 2019. So after the attack was over, the battle had been fought, God had seen us through it. We'd been tested by fire, and God brought us through with his help. Then a family showed up, a family that had moved there from another Pentecostal church. And then in October, because one of the things I say you kind of worry about in these situations, I mean, everybody other than my own family, or not everybody, but a large majority of the financial backing left when these families left. And so, you know, and in an honesty, you kind of think, how are we going to pay the bills? And God's like, I got your back. Because in October, a friend of mine who's a businessman, did not know our situation, he said, hey, I'd like to pay y'all's rent. I was like, I'd like for you to. And we're on the same page. And so, sure enough, he paid our rent there in October. November comes around. A church sends us a check saying, hey, we'd like to pay y'all's rent this month. Now, we wasn't going around just like giving everybody our sob story like, hey, we're broke and busted over here. You want to help a brother out? No, but God was prompting people to help meet the need. Praise God. (laughs) So then December rolls around. Another friend of mine calls up. Hey, man, I'd like to pay y'all's rent. Now, this is stuff, I mean, we're several years in at this point. We're six years in. You kind of experience these things when you first start because people's all excited about a new church, but when you're six years in, folks just kind of glad you're there, but they don't think about these things unless God does the prompting. So here we are, October, November, December. The rent is paid, and uh, and we started praying. We said, we, we really need God to step in and do something consistent and long-term, so we prayed. And then in January 2020, God connected us with a church that was about an hour away. Uh, it was a Spanish-speaking church. And so they had people driving from our city over to there, and they were looking at starting a, a church in our city and had started looking for locations. God connected the dots. And I told them, I said, hey, you know, we've got everything here. You know, we got the building, we got the equipment, the chairs, you name it. And I said, I can give you a key. You guys can start Sunday. And they said, well, can we pay the rent? And so for two years, they used our location to help them get their church started. And for two years, we didn't pay the rent. So I'm hoping this is encouraging you because we've all got some type of obstacle when we kind of look at things that God's calling us to and we have the what ifs. So I'm sharing these to hopefully build your faith a little bit To say whatever your what if is, God's able, okay? God, God will step in and be faithful to you when you're faithful to him. But probably one of the, the greatest blessings that came following this time, and I'd mention this uh, Friday night, and I'd like to mention again because I know several was not there, but we, we were doing home devotion, and my little guy at that time, he's five years old, and he said, hey, I want to teach our, our, our devotion tonight. And I said, sure, buddy, go right ahead. And he started talking about Jesus' name, baptism. And when he finished up, he said, Dad, I want to get baptized. And then his sister said, I want to get baptized too. I praise God. And what I told Friday night was, you know, that's some anointing when you're first converts yourself. And the second one don't even like you. But, see, so we, we baptized our daughter at the church the following Sunday. Our little guy, this is just a God thing in that too. So the, the water was just a little too deep. So when he sat down, man, it came right up to his chin. He kind of panicked and he wasn't able to get baptized at church that Sunday. And this all day long, he did not speak. You could just tell it was, he was broken, that he wasn't able to get, carry out getting baptized. And, and I'm thankful for this because some might discredit, does a five-year-old really understand? But all day long, he did not speak. It was just weighing on him. He wanted to get baptized, but there was that fear of the water. And then that night, he, he walks in the living room. He said, hey, can y'all baptize me in the bathtub? I was like, let's turn on the water. Let's make it happen. So uh, sure enough, we baptized him in the bathtub there at our house. And uh, God's been doing good good things. I mean, both of our children have received the Holy Ghost since then. Uh, so, and as a parent, you know, that is a far greater blessing than any financial thing to see your children step into truth, step into that relationship with God. You know, our little fellow, he received the Holy Ghost this past spring, at children's revival. He came up to me after, "Well, we, we call him Pastor Michael. Well, actually, he gave himself that name years ago. And he came up to me, he said, Dad, I got the Holy Ghost. I said, yes, sir. He said, you know, this changes everything. I said, yes, sir. He said, I'm ready to be the pastor now. <laughs> he even told me I could go ahead and retire. I was like, retire? I said, what am I supposed to do after I retire? He looked me dead in the eye, and he said, you can get some rest. I was like, all right, I'll take you up on that. But God has just been doing amazing things. And say even beyond um, just in the last few months, uh, I've worked with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We baptized seven young men at the football field this past football season. And just say when, when God, when you accept the call that God's calling you to, to stay faithful with it. Hit the bumps and, and, the, and, the, and you experience the bruises, but God's faithful in it all. And, and, and over time, you will see what God was doing and what God was allowing you to be a part of as well. It, it, it was. Bless me, and and I went to the school one day. Of course, you know how schools are. There's there's security protocols. And I walked in, and someone said, oh, you can go on back. And another one asked the lady in the office. She said, don't we need to, like, you know, check him in and go through all the security stuff? She said, no, that's the pastor here. He's okay. I was like, praise God, you know. So I want to encourage you, just whatever you step into, just keep showing up. Be consistent to whoever and whatever God is calling you to do. And God will be faithful. Pastor, can I have five more minutes? I don't want to extend my stay too long. But I want to ask this. This is what I want to do because I don't want anybody to feel pressure right now because I feel like this opportunity needs to be presented. I want to just bow your head right now. I want to present something to you. I want to pray, and then we're going to close this thing out in the next few moments. But the question I want to have because the most important next step anybody can take is getting baptized in Jesus' name. And since we're not looking around right now, I just want to ask, is there anyone in here who's not taken that step yet? Because if so, raise your hand, because I want to share with you why we do that. Have we got any folks? All right. Well, hey, I want us to pray right now, and I'm going to take just a couple minutes and talk to you about baptism, and then just allow God to speak. God, we're, we're thankful. You've allowed us to share our story. Hopefully it's going to encourage someone to take the next step in their walk with you and, and fulfill the calling that you placed in their life. But also, Lord, we ask right now, if there is someone in here who has not came to the altar and found a place of repentance and forgiveness. Uh, we ask that today is that day. That they experience that. And Lord, we just ask, give us understanding of why we do these things, but more importantly, how much you love us and allow us the opportunity to be forgiven, to be given a clean slate, a fresh start, and, and a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to take just a couple minutes and just share with you, guys, for for the ones, this is a next step for you. If you've already been filled with the Holy Ghost, been baptized, I want to ask you to pray right now because this is. This is a step, big step for someone to be praying for these folks. But you know, the Bible tells us, if you pull up John 3, 16 and 17 for me. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I always love to include verse 17 as well, for it says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So, This morning, I want you to know God loves you and his whole purpose. When you read through the Gospels and see his teachings and the miracles, his whole purpose was so that you could be here today, hear the Gospel, be forgiven of your sins, and experience salvation with him in a relationship with Christ. One of my favorite verses, Romans 5 and 8, if you could bring that one up. It says, God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So whatever has been going on in your life up till this morning, God went to the cross the same for you as every other person in here. God is is all about letting you experience that forgiveness, letting you experience that walk, that relationship with him. So when he was on the cross, I know it's a song, but when he was on the cross, you was on his mind. And he extended that love to you even then. So In Acts 2, 37, 38 and 39, the Holy Ghost has been poured out there on the day of Pentecost. People's experiencing. People are speaking with tongues. There's people from all over the world gathered in that that city of Jerusalem. And they see this going on, and they hear people worshiping God in their own language. So they started asking questions. Peter preaches to them. He shares with them the gospel. Verse 37, they ask the question, well, what can we do to experience what you guys are experiencing? I want to say real quick, just in case there's a hesitation that you have because speaking in tongues is, is something that you're not sure of. I had a friend. He was from another denomination. Me and him had had a conversation when we were teaching together. And he said, man, I, just, he said, I see what you're showing me in the scriptures, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I said, that's all right. But I asked him to come speak at our church because he had an amazing testimony. Now, this young man, uh, he, was, he was married to a lady from uh, Brazil, so he was also fluent in Portuguese. And so during the service that morning, during the altar call, young lady started worshiping God in Portuguese. And he came up to her afterwards. He said, you know Portuguese? She said, no, I don't. God did more in that few moments than anything I could have done, Bible study upon Bible study. God loved my friend Adam enough to say, hey, when you show up, I'm going to allow someone to worship me in a language they do not know, but you understand. And in that moment, it made sense. So I want to tell you, it is real. So when you hear people speaking in tongues around here, you know we're worshiping God in a heavenly language because we've surrendered all to Him, even the words we speak. He's taking control of that. So as this is happening, in Peter tells him in Acts two thirty eight says, Peter says, "Repent." Be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In verse 39, I love in the fact he said, the promises unto you, your children, and all that are far off, even as many as Lord our God shall call. So if you're here today, you're part of that list. So I encourage you. Galatians 3, 27 and 29 says, for as many of you have been baptized into Christ to put on Christ, you've taken on that name, and there's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female, for you are one in Christ Jesus. We take on his name. We take on a new identity in him. A couple more verses. Let's actually go ahead and stand. I want to read just a couple more to you. I'll give you a moment to to, to stand. I don't want you to miss these next couple things here. Then we're going to open up the altars and say, the altar is going to be open. If you want to step up here and say, I'm taking that next step I know God's been dealing with me about, the altar is open for that person that says, God, I need you to give me some direction. And I'd love to meet. If there's anybody here today, if God's kind of pulling at your heart to say, hey, let's take this next step and be baptized, meet me over here. Let's talk. Let's, I want to pray with you. And there'll be some leadership from this church. We can have some conversations with you. I'm not saying, you know, baptism today, so don't feel the pressure of that. I'm saying if you're like, this, this makes sense, I, I, but I've got a few more questions. Let's meet. Let's, let's get some understanding to you and show you what God can do in your life through the waters of baptism, giving you that new identity. Because it tells us in Romans 6, 3 and 4, it says, Know you not that so many of you as were baptized in Jesus Christ were baptized in his death, so therefore we are buried with him by baptism. The death, That like as Christ was raised up from the dead, the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in a newness of life. There's a new life that is here and available to you today, my friends. So I want to pray, and then we want to open these altars. And I say, I want to be standing right here. So if, if God is prompting in your heart, I say, I want to take that next step in baptism. I want to meet you over here, and I want to pray with you. We'll get you connected with the leadership. But let's pray right now, and then I want to encourage you. Come to this altar and say, all right, God, I'm ready to go all in. God, we're thankful that this morning you're speaking to some hearts. So I pray, give us some boldness. Lord, we just ask that you will, will, will bind any spirit of fear, anxieties, things that would try to stop us from, from coming forward and taking that next step in our faith. So, Lord, we pray that you bind those things and that you loose a truth and a love and a holy boldness in this place right now. I, I pray that you will do great things across this congregation. Lord, there is people that have a heart for you, that you've been calling them to, to go to the next level in their involvement and how they serve in the kingdom of God today. Lord, I pray uh, this uh, an anointing to fall on them, to step into the things you're calling them to. And God, we want to pray right now for those who are here today and they have yet to, to, to lay this their their life into your hands and, and ask for that forgiveness of sins. We pray that today that they be... be know that you are drawing them to you and God that you desire that no matter what has happened up to this point in their life they can find forgiveness they can find a new identity they can find a clean slate that can only be found in you and Lord then they can experience the love the joy the peace that can only be found in a relationship with you praise God so I want to encourage you right now the altars are open come on up find a place let's pray Maybe your prayer is, God, it's time. I'm going all in. Maybe your prayer is, God, speak.